Bros, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Yes, the man, the myth, the legend himself, I'm back. Uh, you guys may have gotten used to the sweet and sultry tones of Isaac Edlin, but um, after a long hiatus and a uphill battle with COVID, uh, it is me, Jared the Infinity Bear, back in the studio today. Um, of the five other hosts of this podcast, I got ghosted by all five, so you will not hear another Infinity Bro on this. Uh, instead, another legend in his own right. I would say probably <laughs> if if I'm the, the best looking, the most charming, the most intellectual of <laughs> the Infinity Bros, uh, this may be my equal uh, from MTG Goldfish. I can't say that because Tomer does listen to this. So, Tomer, I don't mean a word of it. Don't worry. No, you've heard what Tomer said. He'll say that. Right. We've agreed that, like, you know. T- <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Joining me today, we have Krim, also known as the Asian Avenger. Uh, Krim, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Uh, hi. Hi, listeners. How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, pretty excited to be on the show uh, and really happy to just make some time to get this all to line up and be here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So as you guys heard before, Krim is from MTG Goldfish. If you listen to the Commander podcast, uh, watch any of their streams, any other content, he's around quite a bit. I I have this goal. I haven't told anybody this on purpose. Okay. I have this goal to, like Thanos collecting the stones, I want right. to collect... All of the Goldfish cast members, right, um, including Richard's new baby, you know, yeah. naturally. <laughs> we'll get the baby on the cast. Okay, okay. All right, all right. And, and the more I thought about this, I was like, perfect. We got Tomer on the podcast, uh, Crim's here. And then I was kind of going down the list and I was like, do I really want to call myself friends with Seth and all that <laughs> entails? So maybe we'll skip Seth, uh, go straight to Phil or Richard, but we'll see. Crim... Obviously, I know you from Magic content uh, and a few other places. Other than your commander and Magic content, where do people find you? Uh, you can find my personal YouTube at Krim Nguyen, C-R-I-M-N-G-U-Y-E-N, because YouTube won't let me have my handle for some odd reason. So I've got I've to gotta redo my origin story. <laughs> And uh, see how I can get it on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, so you have me on there and you have me on Twitch. You have me on all the social media platforms at the Asian Avenger, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. You know the business. Uh, you can go ahead and follow me there as well. Obviously, like, we know you from Magic Content, but um, I've also caught more than a fair share of your streams. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen seemed to be a big one for you. Wow, you're big into that. I do most. love my second lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you What are you tearing through right now? Is it more of that? Um, is there any game that's caught your attention recently? Actually, recently I took a break from Final Fantasy fourteen and then picked it back up again. Uh, mostly just because I had spent all of the most recent Savage tier rating. And so through that, I had spent all this time progging. So once we cleared the tier, I needed to take some time off so I can like relax and not yeah. dedicate. Get clean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, touch grass, <laughs> as everyone would say. So, uh, yeah, had to do that. I uh, haven't played WoW in a while, but, you know, got to love my Frost Mage as well. Other than that, though, new games that have caught my eye are Genshin adjacent games, uh, not quite Genshin. Uh, and then, of course, as always, I'm always looking for new horror games and any random Steam sales that I then it just happened. Like, I just found out SpongeBob Rehydrated is like seven dollars. Yeah, I don't know when yeah. this episode airs, but it ends August 18th. So if it airs before that, go buy it. It's like eight bucks. It's online multiplayer and it's SpongeBob. So, you know, it's good. That's a banger. Absolutely. 
Um, a lot of vlog content as well. Uh, yes. It seems like you're at every convention, magic, anime. Um, oh, yeah. Openings. You're doing everything, man. Yeah, I do love me some animes, and I do love me some comic books. So I love all those things. Uh, so, yeah, like you'll see lots of that content on my YouTube as well, as I'm currently working on something super top secret that I can't quite talk about. Uh, but, yeah. Um, if you tell us here, though, we're mm-hmm. really good at keeping a secret. Oh, yeah. OK, 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 OK. Well, there is something on my YouTube channel coming. So <laughs> awesome. Pay attention to that, guys. Uh, we'll post a link to in our socials as soon as that drops. Uh, give Krim a shout out. Yeah. Between all that, uh, I kind of think you're lying to me about touching grass. Because how <laughs> like how do you juggle all those things and still like maintain uh, a healthy amount of fresh air? Well, um, um I, as you can hear, I have two dogs. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Uh, they they are people that little dudes that drag me out. Uh, I have yeah. Dormu and uh, short for Dormammu and Thor, the dog of thunder. So my two little corgis. So they are my touch grass aspect. That night there go, you get, go get coffee or something like that. <laughs> and and anime conventions, I think that counts. Actually, there's no grass anywhere near the convention. Whatever. We have a corgi as well, and she's Ooh. having puppies right now. And so oh, my house is a so mess. Cute. They're adorable, but it is so much work. Honestly, I could believe that having two uh, and and being in SoCal that's like heavily like dog dense. Uh, every dog needs to meet the other dog, or they get territorial. Yada yada yada. So like, there's all that and the training that comes with it. So I do. She have does my... the rounds and you know pees on everything. And I'm yes, like, it's, you're fine. They're not encroaching on your turf. Yep, yep, um, yep. And our our puppy is named Cassie um, after it, Cassie, like Lang. Cassie Lang. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I feel you there. Your, like Cassie. love of the corgis, love of Marvel. It's it's. I, yeah, I I, 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 I kind of like Marvel. I guess. It's like <laughs> I, I I have a a moderate level of joy from comic books. So yeah. We have a good introduction here. Obviously, I I probably know a lot more about you than you know about me. Um, but now I want my community here the infinity bros universe to get to know you a little better so we're going to roll into a segment we like to call the infinity gauntlet are you a heel or a baby face if you can make any flavor cheese it what would it be is it pronounced grogu or groku if keanu reeves isn't in the movie can it be star studded it's time for the infinity gauntlet here on the infinity bros podcast crim good luck i hope you survive the experience Wait, quick question. Does the Infinity... Does that make it the ICU? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I, I guess. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, we'll see if I'm ready for this. Fantastic. Don't all right. Um, first question right. is coming at you live from Max. Okay. Uh, this, one's, this one's a bit of a softball. Describe yourself as a coffee order. As a cop, Easy. Uh, black Ice Coffee. Um, maybe a slight oh, wow. splash of oat milk, but not nothing too much. I like it pretty bitter. Sure. Wow. So so not sweet. He's, you know, cut straight to the point. Cool as ice. All right. <laughs> I, and I don't like iced coffee. I mean, I don't like hot coffee. I only really? like iced coffee. Yes, exactly. Boy, come here. <laughs> come here. But yeah, we get a, a fourth or a third guest on the podcast. Exactly. So. My dog. That's interesting. So I have a bit of a reputation. Um, I have this problem that like I'm always super exhausted before I go live for a stream. Right. Or, or a podcast. So I'll make myself a pot of coffee at like 730 at night right before right. I go live or whatever. And um, I've been I've been torn apart by everybody on the Internet over this. But I don't like iced coffee. I never have. I've always drank it. Really? 
And so it, to me, okay. And people are like, I don't understand. And I was like, I, I explain it this way. To me, iced coffee is like warm ice cream. Like it just doesn't make sense in my mind. <laughs> um, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this whole time I've been wrong, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to try the black iced coffee. I, I don't know how bitter you like your coffee, though, because that's the thing. I, I like my I don't actually like sugar. All my sugar comes from like maybe boba. But even then, my boba is light on sugar. Right. The, the sweetness comes from the boba itself. Right. So I am all about the coffee and tea, kind of like just like the natural flavors, nothing added, nothing additional. So I don't know what it is about iced coffee, but maybe I'll have to step out of my comfort zone. Um, the next question comes to you from our, I guess, wild card of the podcast. His name's Mark. <laughs> OK, Mark actually gave you an easy one. So, so be all right. All right. Good. Uh, he good, said good. you're in charge of casting for the Fantastic Four movie coming up. Okay. You have to guest Galactus and the Silver Surfer for the MCU. Who are your picks? Okay. Uh, Silver Surfer, I think, is going to be pretty easy. I, I want Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, sure. I, I, would, I would either love Lawrence Fishburne or, like, uh, that, that, that's kind of a tough question, actually. I, I, I feel like Lawrence Fishburne's, like, the first person I can think of right now off the top of my head. Galactus? Yeah. Galactus is hard because, I mean, are we going to... Like we're just—he's gonna have his overalls, his big hat, hat, like you know, helmet on, and I'm hoping he's not a cloud. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah exactly. As long as he's not like a weird little fart cloud, then like, yeah. I, <laughs> I guess I, I don't really care who plays Galactus at that point, right? Like they can get an up and coming new actor, but like someone like the Silver Surfer, I like, I, I think I would want. I, I get it. Like Lawrence Fishburne might be a bit older, so I could totally see Keanu Reeves. And I swear oh I'm not trying gosh. to pull from all of the Matrix. Yeah, but, yeah. but like I, I do think that Keanu, like they would totally. Did you ever watch the the cartoon show? Um, like there was a cartoon Marvel show that had all their characters, and it was like for for kids. It it came out somewhere in like maybe like 2010. And they made the Silver Surfer actually talk like a Silver Surfer, and and so, so he was like gnarly yeah. dude, red. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's that's funny. I <laughs> like either a they do that or they give him a serious like you know kind of like Keanu Reeves tone. I love this the like actual like you know SoCal like yeah you know surfer <laughs> vibes. That's sick. I like that. I don't know if that's like a pot. Like I'm pretty sure people would hate that, but like I could totally see him come up and just be like. Hey, dude, was that like Thanos or what, dude? <laughs> and then <laughs> no matter what you do, you're going to make half of the MCU bros like upset. Right, right. And so like just lean into it. Do whatever you okay. want at this point. OK, so that is truly balanced like all things should yeah, be, right? Absolutely. Okay. You did fail on the Galactus. The answer we were looking for was Danny DeVito. So I'm, I'm going to well, knock that, you some points. Hold there. on. Danny DeVito. Has, <laughs> you already know there's a better role for Danny DeVito. Uh, Modoc is that what we're going with? Yeah, what? yeah it's Modoc, right? Like yeah. Modoc is the easy one. <laughs> There's That's no brilliant. way Danny. De- Either that, or you know, randomly you could have um, he, Rob Meckel Mecklehan or whatever. Also from the It's Always Sunny crew. <laughs> I'm down for either. Fantastic. Um, all right, I'll I'll toss you my question then because this one is a bit of a thinker. I think. Okay. Describe your current state as like your career goals in a magic card where so essentially describe where i'm at in my content creator's life yeah as a magic magic card card. yeah holy cow um 
<laughs> I hope it's not like Hour of Devastation. You know, like no, no. I, God. I, yeah, <laughs> I think right now I'm at the Elder Brain. Uh, oh, okay. Like yeah. transitioning into year four, I guess, of content creation full time, um, and thinking about it, like you know, like I'm always thinking of like what's you know there's a lot that's already been done i don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to content i just need to put my spin on it and and do what i love and put my love into it right so i figure you know like that's what i'm doing all my time right now just tanking uh spinning my wheels almost as if you know i'm like i like like how elder brain when it connects it essentially wheels the opponent it connects with yeah um and yeah like elder because i am now 30 years old and or 31 and so the elder an elder weeb an elder emo whatever you want to call it like yeah so i'm i think i'm right there and i'm constantly thinking and trying to figure out what there is to like how to break it right uh not just in magic but just in content creation in general yeah that's awesome and and i think too we don't get too heavy in our infinity gauntlet it's supposed to be a little lighthearted, but but one thing to like encourage you guys especially I feel like there's so many magic creators out there and they're all fantastic people. But one thing that sets, you know, you and Tomer and Seth and Phil apart from other people is like just who you are and your personalities. And I think that stuff shines through the content creation. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. We're not, you know, I, I don't need to see you juggling discs in the air while you play magic. Like we just come to watch you play magic because you're an entertaining it'd, personality. It'd be pretty hard to do. I won't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, could, you know, yeah. it, it would be a little rough without playing the magic. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so Isaac's got one for you. Uh, he says, if you had the chance to go back and remake one MCU project with your own vision, so your full creative license, do whatever you want with this, what would you go back and quote unquote fix? And are we talking like MCU, like like the once they got the rights to their stuff? Or are we going back and talking like Fox, I'm gonna give Marvel, you free reign. Sony, whatever Marvel? Whatever you want. Yeah. Oh. Now, as you know, for it took a long time until comic mo- comic book movies got good, right? Like, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I think I liked X Men One. Um, I enjoyed Spider Man Two, but like never to the level that I enjoyed like the MCU the way it is now, like Iron Man and all that, right? So, I do think that something is that is a little bit of a missed opportunity. Um, is well, let me think here. I mean. I really liked Daredevil, but that guy, like the character, not not the sure. terrible movie. Um, <laughs> dude, there's a lot because there's a lot of bad stuff. I mean, there's the really bad Nick Fury movie from the 80s. Like, oh, God, I I got to I got to like now you're really one. reaching back. Yeah, I got to pick one of these. Oh, man. You know what? I know you kind of just already asked me about it, but like, I think. Of them all, the one that hasn't had any justice whatsoever, we've had Spider-Man remade, um, we've seen X-Men remade, and you know X-Men's coming into the MCU for obvious reasons. I won't spoil it. I don't know how we do spoilers on this podcast. But, You're fine. Go ahead. Um, so, oh, so I can talk about it? I think at this point... Because <sighs> you, know, you know what I'm talking it, about, the right? The series has been out for long enough. Okay. I don't know. So we'll just go with the conclusion yeah, of a certain yeah, recent okay. Disney Plus show. Yeah. I won't point out. Um, we know that mutants are coming. So I think the only thing that hasn't had justice is either A, The Incredible Hulk, 
which I I can't wait to see. Like I really like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, but we haven't had him his, have him has have his own movie, right? We've seen him guest cameo in all these shows, these movies, like you know with She Hulk coming out. Um, and I really like Mark Ruffalo, and I want to see him take over because the one thing, the biggest mi- thing that I had a gripe with with most of the Marvel movies that ha- or Marvel movies that uh, have been made with Hulk. A, the, uh, the Eric Bono one. That one is just terrible because it, you didn't see the Hulk until the last 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. And then the Edward Norton one, you see him, but, like, I'm kind of tired of seeing the Hulk being, like, you know, the smash, smash kind of guy. Uh, I like seeing where they're gonna, where they're exploring his character arc now, where he's, like, this smart green, like, Hulk. I like that. Yeah. So I want to see where he goes from there. And or, I guess this is cheating, but actually I think Fantastic Four Right, because yeah. Fantastic Four just hasn't. I, I think my answer actually is Fantastic Four because we haven't had a single actual good representation of them, except yeah. for what you know. Whether or not the internet agrees, I loved a certain cameo in the a certain recent Doctor Dude, Strange movie. Full, yeah, fully. I mean, you can't go on the internet without that being spoiled. I feel like you're fair talking about that right now. Okay, seeing John Krasinski being fan-casted for so long and then, you know, like, seeing him in the suit, which I thoroughly loved, by the way, but some of the internet did not like the way the Fantastic Four suit looked in Multiverse of Madness, but I thoroughly loved that. I thought that was sweet. I mean, it's no Future Foundation outfit, but, like, you know what? I'll take it, right? And I think it looks really good because we're not getting the weird corny... I'm happy that we're not getting some weird corny like uh, like the 80s one or the comic book original one because I think the comic book is great because it's a comic book, but it needs to be updated with a little bit more grit and texture and detail, and that's what the Multiverse of Madness version did. But both the movies have been trash. The second one that Josh Trank did, I don't know what happened there. Uh, it, it clearly felt like the first five minutes were like, oh, Josh Trank made this, and then the, last, the rest of the movies like Sony or Fox stepped in and was just like, you know what? We don't want that. We want this plant X, Y, and Z. Doctor Doom looks terrible. Um, the wig on Invisible Woman was obviously a wig. The thing was, I guess, painful. I don't know. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> like the only thing that was good was the Human Torch. Um, and yeah. I feel like every movie, it's only been the Human Torch. Like Chris Evans, you know, now Cap was also the best part of the the Ian Grode or whatever. The original Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba, because we know that Galactus was not good. So, and I and I think that. The reason why I really want to, I would go back and I would remake the Fantastic Four is because the Fantastic Four introduces a lot. It introduces a whole lot to the world that they're trying to explore now, especially with the multiverse saga and stuff like that. And I can't wait to see, like, I can see why they're putting a little bit of urgency on trying to find that director for the new movie and all that because. Fantastic Four explores all these dimensions, worlds, introduces you Doctor Doom, which has its own things. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot that can be tied to the negative zone, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd yeah, love to absolutely. see Fantastic Four done well, uh, including Silver Surfer. And please, not a fart cloud Galactus that I actively try to forget, <laughs> but can't. And we have, uh, we have a ranking system here on the Infinity Bros podcast. Everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Snap. So we do we do 0 to 6, 6 Infinity Stones, 6 Infinity Bros. And if we all rank something like horribly, if everyone ranks it a 1 or a 0, it's called uh, Fanfortastic because <laughs> of that horrible like multi-dimensional reboot that they did. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the Michael B. Jordan one, it was so awful. 
And so that's our that's our floor. That's like, okay, we can't get because even like Daredevil was rough, but we got some really cool Evanescence tracks out of that. Sure. Yeah, we got Evanescence out of that, I guess, (laughs) if that's a redeeving factor. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I I will admit, though, Okay, if you just on a quick touch up before deviating too much. The new the whatever the Josh Trank, the second Fantastic Four, the remake, right? If if like the rest of the what hour and 40, like the first 15 minutes and you ignore the last hour 40, I think it's actually kind of cool. Right. It starts off fine. We'll see what happens going forward. I hope yeah. I hope you and I are right. I hope we get a absolutely amazing Fantastic Four movie. I hope they continue with John Chris. Could you imagine the backlash if he's not Mr. Fantastic anymore? If they cast somebody else and say like, no, that was just from Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we would flip our lids. I mean, that's what it feels like right now. It's just like, you know, Kevin Feige and everyone like acknowledging the fan cast because, you know, like the way that they interviewed, it's like nobody even knew John Krasinski was in it. until. So you could tell that was one of the reshoots. So oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and we know, too, like with Tom Holland, being part of the MCU, like they have to keep everything under wraps because that boy will spill <laughs> his guts at a moment's notice. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the next question comes to us from Robbie. Um, he says fan cast three planeswalkers for a live action magic film. Three seems like a bit much. If you want to do one, do one. But if you want to do three, do three. For for a fan cast of any character? Of a specific planeswalker for a live action Magic uh, the Gathering. Film. Right, I can pick the planeswalkers. Okay. Um, I think first off, I think what would be really cool is because you know I I like him in vil- villainous roles, uh, and we assume that it's all CGI. But Nico Bolas, voiced by Hugo Weaving. Um, oh, dope! Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um, either that, or I could see Christoph Waltz, just because Christoph Waltz has like that yeah. smart. Like, you know, kind of that tone to his the way he talks. Right. So that'd yeah. be my bullish choice. Uh, two very different voice actors, but two, two that would fit regardless. And then Both threatening and powerful and, and intellectual. And yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with you. Exactly. And then uh, I think after that, let me see here. Who? <laughs> I feel like I want to cast Keanu Reeves as often as I can in everything. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so I'm just like curious who Keanu Reeves would play. And it, like Gideon is like only because he has long hair, but actually by build and all that in character, that's not Keanu, right? So right. I think Keanu's probably like Jace. Yeah. Keanu is way more of a Jace. Yeah, and, that makes and, sense. Right? Like I think that's got to be an easy one. And then I'd love to see like Zoe Saldana as like Vivian Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Like, that'd be kind of cool. Or Akiora, because, because you know, Zoe Saldana's already played a blue girl and then played a green right. one. So why not? It's natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May as well just let her get cast in that role. You know what I mean? God forbid she doesn't have to spend, like, a day getting yeah, in makeup. Every time she's oh, on God. screen. Yeah. Bless her That's for cool. going through all of that makeup. <laughs> Seriously. And she did it for you, Krim. She yeah, did it all yeah, for you. Yeah. Woo! All right. Uh, Last question comes from the Enigma of the podcast. None other than Zane. Okay. Zane says in Ghostbusters, when asked to choose the form of the destructor, Ray accidentally thinks of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. If you were in that exact same situation and you were trying not to think of something scary, what would pop up? What would the destructor be formed into? Honestly, the problem here is that I think if you told me to not think of something scary... Naturally, I would think of something scary, but at the same sure. time, it's 
not scary anymore because of the way memes and TikToks and all that work nowadays. It'd probably be like Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers. Just oh, sure. because, yeah. because of how humorous they are now. Like, I used to be terrified of them as a kid, but now I think of all the dancing TikToks of Michael Myers, and I'm just imagining, like, Michael Myers doing, like, the, the flossing and all that stuff. So I actually think for me to not be afraid, I'd have to see Michael Myers just because he's, he's like, so 20 humorous. stories tall and, you know, doing yeah. the Fortnite loser Yeah, dance. exactly. Oh, flossing on people after a kill and, like... I think one of the most humorous TikToks I saw recently was like, uh, or it's not recent, but it's a while ago. And it was like uh, sure. interviewing Michael Myers on how he stays so fit and how he always gets it, gets to everybody's car before the person does. And he's just like, he just looks at the screen and like just straight up stares right into the camera and says, good work ethic. I work, I work <laughs> out. And I'm just like, dude, good work ethic. God damn, that's hilarious. I love that. He's locked in. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> just in it. the zone. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. Well, Krim, uh, with much fanfare, um, they're, everybody's celebrating at home. You can't hear them because okay. it was recorded ahead of time. But uh, you did survive the Infinity Gauntlet. Just barely. There's a little hit or miss there, but yeah, you did it. Um, the fact that Danny DeVito didn't come up at all. That's because he's MODOK. He's MODOK. Right. Why would he play anything else but <laughs> so MODOK? That is so good. I, I will he was say, like. him or Arnim Zola, right? But, like, they already casted Arnim Zola, so. Oh, gosh. It was meant to be. You did. That is the perfect casting. I will say that. Um, all right. Let's roll into talking a little bit about um, what the people are here for, which is some of the phase four stuff we got. OK, I want to just before we touch on that, what is your experience with Marvel? How did you get into this? Were you a longtime comic book fan? Um, and on top of that, like what are the things that you like to see from these movies and TV shows and properties? OK, so um I guess I've been a Marvel fan, geez, like since, what is it, the, they recently announced they're remaking it, but X-Men 99 or whatever, the original run of oh, that, yeah. right, the iconic theme song, uh, all that stuff, yep, yep, see, I'm, I'm a fan of all of that, and I think that's what got me down the road, like, got me hooked, it was a mixture of that and all the cool toys that would come out in the 90s, the Ghost Rider oh, sure. toys that would, like, glow in the dark, um, yeah. like you'd have Ghost Rider and you'd have all the characters that's supporting him, like Blackheart, all of that, yada, yada, yada. And they were some of the coolest toys. Right. And, and as a kid, you know, naturally, Ooh, skeleton dude on a motorcycle with like flaming chain. That's badass. That's I don't know what ever. the yeah. story is, but so <laughs> right. I was familiar with the properties as a kid, but then I don't think I got into comic book, comic books, probably until like my middle school years to like, okay. like eighth grade going into freshman year. So only because, you know, I didn't have an allowance until then. So that, sure. that was mostly why. And I, and I never cared to read anything if it wasn't like Animorphs or at the Scholastic Book Fair. And most of those always never had comic books. So um, right. I think came high school. That's when I really got into it. I used to go to my local comic book store every Wednesday, pick up new titles. At one point, I put just pretty much every Marvel title on my pool list. And oh, wow. I read everything, including the bad stuff. Like, there were some some stinkers, but, you know, I read that, and then I read some a good amount of DC. I was way more selective with DC because I felt like their comics weren't that good at the time I got into it, uh, except for, a, like, a select few, like Azrael, Zatanna, all of that stuff. So um, I've always been around the properties, but, yeah, to say I think I truly got into it around high school because that's when I started buying the essentials, uh, reading all the back issues of, like, Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and then I worked my way forward to more modern heroes at the time, at least, which would be like Deadpool and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, since then, I've been reading comics, watching the movies, collecting the toys since for, like, ever. I, I, my, one of my jobs that I got was exclusively just to pull Marvel Legends figures, and that was Toys R Us. I used to work at yeah. a Toys R Us just to have first dibs on figurines. Wow. Um, and That's so, dedication. yeah, yeah, I, I like I remember one year uh, it was when Wolverine Origins came out, which was a mistake of a movie. But um, yeah. there was the toy <laughs> line that actually released the comic book accurate Deadpool is like a mini like six inch figure or so like that. Uh, and I bought all of them. And then I felt really bad when this little kid came up and he was like, hey, do you have any of this figure left? I'm like. No, we sold out. They're all in my garage. Yeah. I bought them all. I'm sorry. But, That's fantastic. But, but yeah, like I've been following that since forever, although I fell off closer to when Cap became Hydra um, and, and all that stuff. Like, I mean, that, that was when I fell off the comic books, but I stayed on like, you know, the world of movies and maybe like one offs. Like right now I got back on. So I'm reading Strange Academy um, oh, okay. and, and I'm reading the current Good Daredevil, run. Moon Knight yeah. um, and, you know, stuff like that. I've. I've fallen off the major characters because of like, you know, like Cap, like essentially when you think of the big three, I've kind of fallen off on them, like Thor, Cap, Iron Man, all that stuff. Um, Doctor Strange has always been my number one, though. He's always been my favorite. Uh, and then it goes Iron Man and then it goes Deadpool. Um, so, yeah, love those characters and have been following, I guess, since then. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I was going to ask you what your top three were, but we kind of got that. Um, and, and great runs, too. Obviously, like we've talked about Strange Academy. Fantastic. And then Chip Darsky with um, Daredevil. That man is doing some things like, holy cow, that run is fantastic. That is and a then we're very all- good run. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. And then I like I remember I went to a local, my local comic book store and then they were just like, Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Just just read this, and then they they kind of like preempted like you're gonna probably want me to pull these trades for you. So they got me volumes two, three, and four, and I was like, uh, let's just wait until I finish reading. Hold the first off, line. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're, they're like, sure, we'll just put it in your box anyways. I'm like, okay, sure. I read it and I call them like 24 hours. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need those. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need those right now. <laughs> I totally get it. And um, Jed McKay um is doing Moon Knight, and he's. One of my personal favorites. He's also doing magic as well. And right. Guy does not miss like Moon Knight is my bread and butter. That was the first comic book I ever bought when I was in middle school. And so like I this still year have my werewolf by me. night first. No appearance. way. Yeah. a boy. CG seed 7.5. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Wow. Um, I no longer have that title. I actually sold my original copy uh, to pay for my wedding back seven years ago. But. Um, that's yeah that's one thing that i've always wanted to give that (laughs) that's that's always a-okay i mean i I assume that someday i'll the the time will come and i'll have to sell my journey to mystery 110 right oh my gosh yeah yeah. right like the time will come um that's awesome so so longtime comic book fan well middle school you know is what 20 years ago for us now yeah oh my god yeah and so like you know 20 years of comics is pretty substantial. It is. And getting into Silver Silver Age key issue collecting in high school is oh my gosh. is absurd yeah. because like I was getting like $20 a week or so. So like it would be like a year and then I would get an unslabbed comic book which yeah. are now worth a lot more and sell for a lot more. But like back then they didn't Absolutely. they they weren't that much. I think like I bought like like my Iron Man uh, Tales of Suspense 39 uh like right when I got into college. Which cost me roughly about like two point five to three grand, which is like absurdly cheap compared to how much it is yeah. now. So the, yeah. the fact that like th- there's there's a lot of people who are coming into this later, and like 
we're not here to gatekeep. If you if you like Marvel now, like Marvel now. Like who are yeah. we to say otherwise? But please, I'd glad to have is, more people yeah, to talk exactly. to you about these things, right? Yeah, I'd love that. The fact that this is like this is the stuff. I mean, fair for you know, I I was bullied a lot in high school, and middle school, because like I was a nerd, man. I played. I I had an original Game Boy that I would take with me to lunch. And play Pokemon on that. And like hell people yeah. thought I was lame as hell. And now all that is super cool. Like I show off my comic books and the same people were like, this is dumb. Are now into this stuff. So like, man, that's awesome that you get into it early. Stock up. You have these cool things to show off. And then you, you made know, fun of me, but I've got this pocket <laughs> of value over here. <laughs> I'm loaded, man. All because of this comic book. Honestly, that's I fantastic. totally get that. In, in like high school, I hid that I loved anime. I hid that I, I definitely hid that I loved anime and comic books in high school and, and, oh, yeah. and whatnot. And it wasn't until college that I finally was just like, I grew out of it. I was like, I don't really care if you think I'm weird or not. <laughs> and it just happened to be lining up with when the like the momentum was like, oh, Nerd culture is in. That's the thing, too, is like, um, I assume because we're about the same age. I assume we're in college around the same time when the first Avengers came out. Suddenly, like everybody was calling me up and being like, hey, what's this about? Who are the Avengers? Like, who's the purple guy? Who's the exactly (laughs) right? I got that call every uh, five minutes. Oh, my gosh. And, And like to think that, like, you know, when I was in middle school, I bought I think I bought my first comic ever was issue like 36 or 37 of the original Moon Knight run, right? Hell so yeah. he bumps into the Fantastic Four or whatever. Wait, is this the and, Michael um, Bendis run? Brian Michael Bendis run? No, no, no. This is way before Way, that. way back then? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, the Bendis run is... People are very hot and cold on that, but... People love um, or hate Bendis. There, there's no... I, I don't think I know anyone that actually like, like you know, it's like, hey, he's all right. <laughs> he's, he's okay. I, I take him. But the fact that like... Middle school Jared at that time, I thought this was like the most niche thing on the planet, right? My, my parents thought it was weird that I collected this, but they were cool about it. And now, like in 2022, we had a Moon Knight series with Oscar Isaac. I and if I told it. middle school Jared that, like, I would never believe you. And my parents watched it. My grandparents are watching the MCU. This is wild. I, I totally get that feeling uh, because half the things that I'm I'm still amazed that I get to see Doctor Strange on screen, right? Like I like this is and and then you know by that back then you got into a character that I would consider also pretty niche. Not many people liked Moon Knight back 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 way way back because I got Werewolf by Night for like one hundred and fifty dollars. Absolutely, yeah. Right, like the first appearance, thirty two. It was just like I got it for like one hundred and fifty two hundred bucks. That was it. People had never heard it. Like when they announced the series. Even like some of my diehard Marvel fans were like, I think I saw this guy in, in, you know, original sin for a panel or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, it's wild. So, so let's talk a little bit about what that's like for you as well. Um, we're, we're in phase four now, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk about the lead up to that. How do you feel everything is building up into phase four and then we'll talk about sort of how phase four has treated you but what do you think about the mcu as it stands right now as it stands right now i get it there's a lot of people that are going like it's now a known thing when any new marvel project comes out cinema twitter comes out and and like you know kind of like oh this is trash you know martin scorsese all the all the directors yeah (laughs) yeah they've got something to say because they're salty that you know like these movies are outselling and making more bank than ever right but I I feel like as of where it stands, 
for the most part, for how many movies and how much stuff they're putting out, we're not, we're, we're of course, I'm not going to ignore like the issues, like the claims against Marvel and like the terrible, sure. like, like work schedule they've got for the CGI department. Cause like they need to address that and fix that now. Because first off, a pay the, you literally get paid buckets, like buckets yeah. for your It's movies. not like you can't afford it. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're a small indie company. Disney also is your, like, you know, your, your higher up. So, right. so the fact that you cannot pay. A VFX studio efficiently and an appropriate amount is upsetting. As a Marvel fanboy, that that's painful to hear, right? But if we're talking about the like amount of movies and shows and content they're just jamming right now, they have, for the most part, had an absurdly high success rate. When you think yeah. about it, the worst Marvel movie to me is still entertaining. Like the worst Marvel, the only movie that I have felt watching from Marvel. Uh, like like main MCU Marvel line that I feel like I didn't get my price of admission was the Eternals. Okay, yeah, I feel like that's a fair criticism. That's the only one that I felt like that I did not get my money's worth. I'm not saying that Thor: The Dark World is like S tier higher than anything else, or or like the Norton Hulk. I'm just saying yeah. that at least when I watched those, I had fun, uh, and like you know like turn you know turn my brain off and just kind of enjoyed it, right? Like it was okay, but. Overall, when you think about how many things they're putting out a year, that's amazing to only have one terrible miss. Now, maybe maybe like, you know, cinema Twitter and cinema like demographics will say, well, I felt like a lot of them are bad because they're just the same thing over and over. Same color palettes. But I'm like, are we watching the same movie? Because like I get it when it comes to the Infinity Saga, because it all has to tie into the Infinity stuff. Right. So I get it. Sure. But like, I don't think Marvel has had like. People just see it as a superhero thing, and that's the umbrella term, but they don't see, like, example, I recently saw Thor Love and Thunder. That's like the rom-com. Multiverse of Madness is the horror approach, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then you have, like, all of these cool, like, you have, like, Shang-Chi. And then, I mean, there's just so many things within the Marvel Universe that are just, I can really appreciate. Like, there's different flavors uh, of Marvel, and I really like that. They're doing justice of what the comic books are, because the comics span over multiple genres, right? Uh, and I really like how they're covering that. So I'm hoping Fantastic Four is the sci-fi. Like, Loki kind of gave me that sci-fi that I really... That's why Loki is, like, my favorite show. It is, like, the sci-fi I'm looking for. Um, I, I thought Guardians would be that, but Guardians just feels like Star Wars done by Marvel. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, outside of that, I've, I feel like Loki is the best sci-fi that, like thing that they've kind of put out. And I can't wait to see what... Fantastic Four does. So overall, I'm absurdly happy. I've enjoyed how they built up, obviously, Infinity Saga. That was flawless uh, because they I think they did a good job covering and doing that arc justice. Right. Maybe maybe we didn't have uh, like, you know, uh, Adam Warlock, you know, with the Soul Stone. But, you know, I, I I like how they've changed certain parts to where it still fits. It works. It doesn't feel like it loses the spirit of what they originally had. Right. Um, and that's why I can really appreciate what they've done. Cause I don't mind that Crimson Dynamo and like, you know, Whiplash got fused into one. Right. Cause I mean, those are two, like Iron Man doesn't even really have that great of villains. His biggest villain is himself. So right. uh, like, like <laughs> his rogue gallery is him. Exactly. His best villain is himself. And, and that's why I think that I love every change and I've accepted every change. And like, you know, it's definitely been flavorful. And then phase four, it has been, this has been the probably the most like, you know, like hot and cold, like response, right? You, people either love it or hate it. And I'm on the camp of loving it because 
this is where Marvel's now established who they are. Uh, they're like, yo, we, we don't have to worry anymore. We're like, we've done what we needed to do and we know our movies are solid. So they let their directors run wild. And this is where phase four has felt like it has explored some of the wilder concepts. Uh, it's also been like stylistically amazing. Like Sam Raimi, you don't bring Sam Raimi on to ask him to do, you know, Sam Raimi's take on Kevin Feige's vision. You ask him to right. do Sam Raimi. And that's right. exactly what we got with Multiverse of Madness, right? And down to, like, there's even a book, uh, <laughs> like an evil book that you have to chase down, you know, not mentioning any certain, more, like, you know, Raimi properties. But uh, it's got the corny dialogue, the hilarious camera angles, the, and, like, you know, that introspective scene where they're, like, sitting there, you know, with the candles lit and, you know, talking about how, like, they can do, like, dimensional, like, like... Uh, possession and stuff like that in a multiverse right. of madness. That was like the most Raimi thing ever I've ever seen down to like Eternals. Chloe Zhao, you, you see a lot of like her directorial, like, like prowess. And yeah, so I've just loved everything about phase four when it comes to the style. Uh, and, and I think what it's all leading to is going to be a lot to see on screen, but I'm excited to see how it unfolds, right? Like the multiverse saga is going to be something that is huge, right? We, we already saw that with No Way Home. That was amazing, seeing Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all on screen together. Like, we, we have been around, like, now long enough to see all three Spider-Men, right? And that is just an amazing sight. So I'm loving this, and I'm, lo like, I know people say that Marvel's not exploring new grounds because they still have the same, like, Marvel humor, right? Sure. But... That humor is sprinkled across like very creative ideas, like the ability to do what they're doing right now is something I would have never imagined as a kid ever. And and the main we see a lot of criticism and obviously like it's becoming more and more prominent, um, not to point fingers at Tomer, but whatever. Um, but but, <laughs> but the Tomer. big things are like, yeah, but Tomer, we're calling you out, bud. Um, but the big things are like, you know, people say that these movies aren't cinema and yet. Endgame was a cultural phenomena. Like, my grandparents saw Endgame. You know what I mean? My cousins saw it. Like, everybody I know went out and did this. And so to say, like, this is not culturally impactful, it's just wild. And then to say that these movies are all the same, and you pointed this out, like, Shang-Chi is a love letter to Kung Fu movies, right? Yeah. Sam Raimi did Sam Raimi stuff in Multiverse of Madness. And I think this is the point. Phase 4 is really where... They're trying new things and seeing what sticks and seeing what doesn't. And for the most part, like there's an audience for every single one of these properties, even if everyone is in a big hit. And, you know, I think the one that really took off for most people was Loki. Yeah. But, but ultimately, like there's not a single one of these that didn't land with somebody. Right. I, I may be the only like Hawkeye apologist. And I know there's flaws in that series, but it still did something for me. And so the fact that like going forward, they have this opportunity to pull in directors who you might not expect in the MCU and, and give them that free reign. I think that's something that's pretty cool. Um, let's let's kick into, you know, kind of what's coming down the pipeline. Obviously, we're at the end of phase four. Uh, all that we have left is She-Hulk, which is premiering here soon. And then Wakanda Forever, which that has beyond like you know, the stakes of the MCU and, and the in-universe stuff that's going to happen in Wanda, Wakanda forever. Um, obviously, like, the big question on everybody's mind is, like, what does this look like after the death of Chadwick Boseman? Like, how does right. this honor his legacy and the things that he built? 
And so just real quick, what do you think about She-Hulk? And then we'll follow that up with, you know, how are you feeling about Wakanda forever? And, and some of the things that we've seen uh, in the early trailers for that. Okay. Well, I'm first off, definitely. Uh, I was extremely concerned with She-Hulk when it came to the CGI, because that looked awful, like actually awful. Um, and you could tell like work schedules are getting ahead of people, right? Like, like, but I will say this, like what they've shown me when it comes to like the dialogue and the fun spirit of the show, it just seems like a fun, hilarious, uh, marvelized law and order. Sure. So, so like, like, yeah, like I, I think that that stuff is, uh, great to, to see. And I can't wait to see what cameos make it because at first, the first thing I heard was like, we were getting a She-Hulk show. The first thing that needed to happen was I needed to see Daredevil and She-Hulk go at it in the courtroom in some way, shape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they confirmed it in the trailer that Daredevil will be returning as a, with a cameo. And now I'm excited to see the yellow suit too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like, we're talking like the, whether or not the yellow suit is cool, I've always been like, does it sure. look good that you look like a, you know, mess <laughs> mustard like all the time? But yeah. OK, whatever. But regardless, I am excited to see Daredevil's return. I'm excited to see She-Hulk and what they do with her. And I like the the fun comedy that they're running with it. Um, and I like have you seen the recent trailer where they try to spin off the Law and Order like dun dun, right? Like, oh, yeah, the yeah, gavel yeah. hit. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they're aware of what they're doing. So this looks like it's going to be some kind of like marvelized courtroom comedy and i can get down with that i can get down with that so that is really it feels like a marvelized like like ali mcbeal or yeah you know those style shows yeah i'm, and, I'm with it and that's all i can ask for when it comes to like the spirit of the show and the way it's written the dialogue and the comedy however we do i do worry about the visuals like again this is one of those things where the visuals are super hit or miss like i saw that through moon Knight. some of the episodes i love the show but some of the episodes some of the cgi is bad dude it it's rough, like yeah. bad and then, then they we go, talked about this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, yeah. And then it shifts back to like being like, whoa, that looks amazing. And then it's like, OK, well, on the cutting room floor, clearly something's happening. Right. We talked about this a little bit, too, with Hawkeye, where um, David Aja, who was one of the main like inspirations, obviously the fraction and Aja run was what the whole Hawkeye series was based around. And and the guy didn't see a single penny. And And it's crazy because this is clearly like. From the title screen to everything going on, like this is their work um, that's being and, and obviously Disney owns the rights to this stuff. So it's not like legally they have to pay anything. But at the end of the day, like you're not struggling for money. You're Disney, like pay your workers, man, pay these people. And so when you see the CGI struggle like this, I'm like one hire more people, pay the people that you have, but like fix it. You're you're, you're Disney. <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. It's and like people people are saying like, well, you know, it's a T like I get it. Like I love Marvel and I will stand up for them. But like when people are like, well, it's a TV show. You should be expecting a TV show budget. No one complains about the Flash on CW and it's CJ. I'm like, dude, the, everybody hates the Flash of CJ. It's we terrible. tear the Flash. Apart. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. But just the show is like, I guess, enjoyable for the first season. And then. But yeah, like but like Marvel is. They've shown that they've got the budget. They've done it with some of the shows like WandaVision. Amazing. Loki. Oh, my God. That was gorgeous. And then you could just tell that there was just an increase in workload and it starts declining. Right. Like I, when, when did the decline start? I think the decline started roughly around probably Hawkeye. 
I think Hawkeye and but Hawkeye wasn't as noticeable because it's still Hawkeye, right? You're not seeing as much. But then it became real apparent in Moon Knight, right? And then it got much worse in uh, parts of Miss Marvel. Um, and so I really like these shows, but the CGI, like, come on, just I don't know what you were doing for the first three series. WandaVision was stellar. Uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier may not like the, the show as a whole, but like it looked good. So it fell off somewhere and now they need to figure out what they're doing because it is bad. And here's the thing I'm looking at, too, is like this is the same studio that's putting out the Mandalorian, right? Right. They have the volume, which is their big, you know, LED panel. Um, the, the visual effects in that were amazing. The fact that they had um, that actor played Luke. I can't remember if it was his Mark son Hamill? or somebody related. Oh, oh, no. The young, uh, the young, the young Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and then they did the, the deep fake or whatever. Yeah. Like that looked phenomenal. And uh, like, how can you not bring this into your Marvel properties, which are outselling Star Wars right now? Yeah. How is your hottest like like property not getting the like eyes? You know, like, yo, you should be making sure that this is consistent over here instead of giving giving me Boba Fett's terrible sideshow or something. Oh, like my that. gosh. Like, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, <laughs> that was so she Hulk, obviously, like we're excited for the writing storyline looks great. CGI needs work. The updated, but though, the updated. Yeah, CGI? it does look better, better, but better. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wakanda forever. Obviously, well, everything that had to do with the original Black Panther movie was a, a fun, like a cultural phenomenon. Everybody stopped and watched that movie. Um, and and uh, Obviously, the biggest part of that was Chadwick Boseman absolutely captured our hearts. Like, I right. mean, the man just put his heart into everything that he did. From and when he showed up in Civil War, like, God, yes. And so, obviously, everybody was taken off guard by his passing. And the big question was, like, how, how do we go forward with this, right? Because we, we don't want it to be a petty cash grab. We needed to pay respect to who the man was. And, you know... Ultimately, at the end of the day, this concern over the MCU aspects of, of Black Panther took backseat to like paying respect to who Chadwick Boseman was and the legacy that he left. And so um, obviously, directorially, this is in great hands. You couldn't pick a better person to direct this. And so what are your thoughts going forward into Wakanda Forever and, and the early trailers that we've saw, seen of that? So the first trailer we saw, at least the one that came out of like Comic-Con, it looks like Right now, there's a lot of eyes off of the Black Panther from the trailer and more focusing on the world around Black Panther, right? Between, like, you know, like, M'Baku and all of them, right? Like, you kind of just see the differences, but, like, like around everybody within Wakanda, right? And I think I I can get down with that, but, like, it's, it's kind of a tough line to walk because how do you go into a Black Panther movie and not have a Black Panther immediately, right? And this is obviously, uh, they were blindsided by such an unfortunate event. Um, and like, you have like the fan base split. Do you recast? Do you not recast? I like, I personally like that they have not recast. Uh, I, I really like the route they're going um, with not recasting. Uh, I do have my theories though about who I think is the new Black Panther. And I think it's uh, like a... Uh, uh, Nakia. Okay. Because yeah. 
because the way the the little like you see a glimmer just a little little like little sliver of the new black panther outfit right the black and gold but the way the physique and everything looks it leads me to believe it's nakia as opposed to like killmonger right because it it is black and gold so some people are me like is this killmonger it's like well the physique tells me that it's not uh and and i think it makes sense that it'd be nakia just from a like when you think about who the characters are and her relation to uh to t'challa and and whatnot so it, it would just naturally go to her and i hope it's not shuri not because i mean i know in the comic books that yeah shuri eventually gets the the mantle but you know there there's there's other things going on outside of with with shuri so yeah uh i i think the best person here has to be nakia and like um uh like the other characters just don't feel like like they would fit in the role right like I, it would feel weird if mbaku just took over and and whatnot so nakia makes sense and if we bring back because we've we've talked about this at length on the podcast too and, and a lot of people are like you know what if it's killmonger and Disney does this with all of their Marvel properties where they kill off a villain and it's like 50-50 if they stay dead or not. And I feel like the ending of Black Panther was so well done that it almost takes away from that if you were to bring Killmonger back and be like, all right, now he's the Black Panther. Yeah, that would cheapen his death for sure, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd get down with that, but I could like, God, I, I mean, I liked Killmonger a lot. Like, that was great. And Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, so we wouldn't complain there. Phase four, pretty much wrapped up here. Um, You know, we have the two properties left, and then we're at the end of it. Going forward, you know, we everything kind of gets wild. We have stuff with Kang in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. Quantumania. Um, There are rumblings of a Young Avengers slash Champions movie. Right, right. Um, And then all these other things with Secret Invasion. What are you most excited for? post phase four like going forward what's the direction that you see the mcu happening so post phase four we've we kind of got a little bit of a look at that right um and so the kang dynasty and all this stuff all this has me really really excited Mm -hmm. for (laughs) ant-man nice yeah um so here i'll explain why ant-man is has a lot with the you know with the quantum realm and all this other stuff right so i think ant-man and i think this is a smart decision i know they moved a lot of the phase four slate around because of covid right but ant-man makes a lot of sense to start off phase five because that's how you could introduce the fantastic four where they've been this whole time uh there's like you know the quantum realm can serve as a way to like you know be like where did all the mutants come from right all this other stuff so i really like what ant-man brings when it comes to like the elements at play what, what they could they have access to right um, and on top of that, I just really love Paul Rudd, so I will get take any chance to watch Paul Rudd. Like, I feel like the Ant-Man movies are underrated, by the way, and I love them. I love them. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that. I'm obviously excited for like, I mean, there's speculation Shang-Chi 2 is going to be somewhere in there. Uh, Doctor Strange 3 is still some of the unannounced projects. But most importantly, I'm excited to see what happens with Kang. I just want to see Kang and and go to battle and like, you know, you're going to see, I assume, a good Kang fighting a bad Kang. You're going to see all the different timeline of Kangs, a lot like Rick and Morty. Uh, for those that haven't yeah. followed the comics, it's going to be like the Council of Ricks. But I assume it's just going to be Kang everywhere. Right. 
And that's what I want to see. I want to see how they pull actors from different universes, if they will. Maybe I'm building it up for myself here, but I would love to see them randomly get Hugh Jackman in, right? Like as Wolverine with maybe the new Wolverine, you know, you already know it's been confirmed that apparently Tobey Maguire, I think, or not confirmed, but I feel like there's a lot of speculation that Tobey Maguire is already like kind of like doing something with a or maybe it's Andrew Garfield, one of the other Spider-Men. So I'm excited to see what comes of that. And uh, like this is just like stuff I'm reading online, so I don't know how verifiable it is, you know, but if, if that's the case, I do hope we get to see like, you know, Anna Paquin come in as the rogue, like, you know, the Fox, oh Mar- gosh, the Fox yeah. Marvel stuff, the Sony Marvel stuff. Hell, even throw in a Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock, you know, why not? Yes. Why not? Give me the full memes, right? Give me the full meme. And the, the most uncomfortable of- leather suit. Yeah. In the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, I. That's what I want to see. I don't I don't need it to be like I don't need Kang to hit me in the in the like heart like how Thanos did. They did a very good job giving him the hero's journey in Infinity Wars, right? Like he is when you think about it the writing standpoint, the hero's journey follows Thanos. Everyone else is actually the villain, right? Of that first event like of the final uh, the first of the final Avengers movie. And sure. then and so like I don't need that to come in to play for for the Kang Dynasty. Give me a Kang that is just like, you know, different variations of him, but I want to see different variations of everybody. Lots of like multiverse like travel, time travel, lots more cosmic. I want to see like the like celestials. We've kind of seen a little bit more of them with Ragnarok, the Living Tribunal. You know, we saw Eternity uh I guess am I allowed to say that? Well, you know, edit that out if you if we're not allowed to say that, but uh we saw a certain a few other things, but if you're a Doctor Strange fan, yo, this stuff is hype as hell, right? Like Everything that I've loved reading in Doctor Strange is on full display here in Phase 4 forward. So this is where I, why I feel like Doctor Strange is like the Tony Stark of Phase 4 moving forward. He plays the mentor role, the father figure to Peter Parker. And, you know, he feels like he's kind of the center point of a lot of things yeah. moving forward. And I assume that's going to stay true. That and Ant-Man. So I think those two, if the focus is on those two, I'm happy. So... Yeah, like I, I'm loving this. I'm loving what could be. Uh, I mean, none of these things are announced yet, but if it is Doctor Strange three, is like the end of multiverse of madness and who they introduced. Oh, we're getting God. really good at this, skipping the spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who they introduce? I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm so excited! I need the third movie now, and it better be Sam Raimi doing this movie. So that's all I'm saying. They and and. Oh, gosh. Uh, we've done it. Our, we've spoiled this movie already. But if you are still interested in being spoiler free, skip forward like 10 seconds or whatever. But the fact that they had Anson Mount come in as um, Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. Yeah. Like anything is on the table now. Right. Because right. I thought those properties were absolutely dead in the water. They would <laughs> yeah, never even touch the again. Inhumans came for back. good oh, reason. God. Right. Like um, <laughs> so at this point, like, you know, if you were to tell me. You know, he comes back as old man Logan. I believe you. If you were to tell me that you get like the Spider-Verse and you get like Spider-UK and all that, like I would fully believe you at this point because we've seen everything. Michael Fassbender. Um, I I loved his Magneto. So I, I want that. Hell, you could bring back Thomas Jane as and his Punisher. <laughs> 
Oh my god. The world is really your oyster at that point. You could do whatever you want. Um if Anson Mount can come back, yeah. <laughs> anybody can come back. If the Inhumans oh made their god. way back, that anything can happen. Because like it, the Inhumans were awful. So the only thing I think they leave alone. Oh gosh. I hope they don't touch any of like I'm trying to think of like what the word like don't touch any of the the weird fan fantastic stuff like oh Michael B Jordan has a different role leave that be yeah. um what else could they bring back that would be pretty rough I think that's about it right I don't know they they've had some hit or miss ones along the way but yeah I mean like they can redeem it like if they can redeem Anson Mount I'm not sure there's much else that they could you know Having the fan fantastic stuff, I think you leave alone. But other than that, I, I really think like the world is their oyster. As long as Fox and Sony are willing to play ball with them. Yeah. And I don't know the legality of some of that stuff, but I, I think we get like a battle world. I think we get like these alternate versions of these people that we've seen throughout history in sort of a multiversal style. Yeah. And, and seeing that in phase four, I think, or phase five is what I'm really excited for. Um, sort of these like cameos of MCU properties that we've seen and respected over the years. Dang, there's so much they could do with this. This is the problem, right? Like, people view this as an issue. Not like this is a bug to them, not a feature. And I I think it's amazing because as a comic book fan, this is what comic books are like, right? Uh, there's a new character that pops in. I know that if you're talking like old Marvel, like initially when it came out, cameos were a lot more rare and like it would be the selling point of an issue. But when you think about comic books moving forward from after like, what, 2000? Dude, everybody is in like, a, like there's a cameo every page team so, constantly yeah so like i think this is now getting as like they are making every comic book like nerds dream come true here so if i get it like they've changed some of the parts of like the origin stories and some of the powers of certain characters but like dude this is unreal we are getting a very comic booky arc coming up here. This is going to be a little more weird, and I imagine it's going to come off as super fan servicey. But that's kind of just how this arc is going to just play out, and I'm gonna and I'm okay with that. And I think we've lost people along the line, anyways, who weren't. I don't want to say dedicated, but like the people who are no longer interested in Marvel have already kind of moved on, and that's fine. Like enjoy your other properties, and hopefully, hopefully something draws you back. But at this point, like. People want to see new and different, and and to some degree, like they've been delivering that, right? Like we talked about, Shang Chi is a is a love letter to all these different like kung Marshall. fu movies, and and right. I think it's important that like they explore because otherwise, if if it was just like the same cookie cutter, like this is what Kevin Feige wants, as much as we love and trust Kevin Feige with the MCU, that would get stale pretty fast, right? Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what they have going forward. One last thing, and then we'll we'll sort of pivot into closing down and and i have a couple questions i want to leave you with okay um if you were to take any property that has not been done yet in the mcu any of your comic books or an Mm -hmm. event or something what would you take and throw it into the existing universe can we redo something sure we've had that conversation but like take two i think yeah (laughs) but like with you there's one that i loved so much I mean, okay. If we're if we're saying like you know it hasn't been done yet, I guess House of M. But before House of M, oh sure, we have to have mutants, right? Yeah. But I'm sorry. I know we already went over this, but like it was just a specific movie. However, Civil War. Really? I I really want 
the the problem is I appreciate the Civil War we got, right? Like I get it. Uh, they didn't have all the rights, but I want that you know the Aunt May like you know scene after Peter reveals who he is. I want yeah. the cap on the steps. I want. There's so many iconic moments there in comic book history from Civil War. It may not have ended well. Like, trust me, Marvel, I love Marvel, but by God, they do not know how to end a comic book arc. It always ends poorly or like it's just real bad. But they know how to start lots of cool things. And Civil War, and I'm not counting Civil War 2 because I haven't read that, but like Civil War was one of the coolest comic book arcs and it made sense. Right. Like, think about it. What would be bigger than Thanos? Right. I think the only thing that you could follow that up with is probably fighting each other. Yeah. Either or. Right. Or Thanos could be the end villain. Sure. Whatever. But I I think that that Thanos, I mean, uh, Civil War has a lot of stories to tell within itself. See, and that's the thing, too. I love Civil War for what it was. But you're bringing up a very good point, which is like Civil War was an event that had like a massive ripple effect that we still talk about in comic books today. Right. To the point where like, you know, you had the registration act, you had the dark Avengers, you had everything that came out of this one event. And we live in this for, I don't know what the runtime of civil war is, but it's so like, not even self-contained. And then they slightly reference it at like, obviously Ant-Man has the ankle bracelet and stuff, but right. Dang, you bring up a really good point. Like that should have been, more that ah. the 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 accords right like i feel like that yeah. was like two percent of the bill that was passed by tony right because you didn't really get to see the full effects of what civil war was uh like in the movie right like example if they had done it justice we'd have a dark avengers like you had mentioned and with the dark avengers you know what that opens up that opens up dark rain so norman osborne takes over all this other stuff so like there's so much that you could build on top of if they had fully explored what civil war was you got to see, like i really am curious to see how good the thunderbolts can be because i think the thunderbolts were at its best after civil war yeah you're right and and i think too like just picture like john the there's that iconic scene where um, Spider-Man flips sides because he kind of realizes what's going on here and you get him like hunted through the subways which would be phenomenal with the right. cast that we have now and then like John Bernthal as the Punisher getting yeah. absolutely wrecked by Cap but refusing to fight back like ah, Krim why have you done this to me that's what I'm saying you see you, you we miss out on all of that and you know okay for the first time maybe it'd be a real thing you'd get to see Mephisto instead of like fan theorying Mephisto every 30 seconds so like you know what I mean like the the one more day stuff like that would be that oh my god that would hit so hard but you see th- yeah. no way home especially now no way home is kind of, I think the closest thing we're gonna get to uh one more day because of the way no way home ends Right. That's kind of like the the like the Mephisto ending of Civil War and all of that. So I don't know. I mean, if it's not that, then I would love to see like Daredevil's Shadowlands. I'd love to see him take. Over oh, my gosh. The, yes. the hand. Right. Like the hand was really cool. Um, and I, as I had mentioned, I really want to see Dark Reign because I want to see what Norman Osborn would be like as a corrupt Iron, you know, like the Iron Patriot. Right. You'd have all of that. And like Stark's on the run. But of course, Stark is dead so that's not a spoiler you've had like a billion years to watch infinity wars if you haven't seen uh, yeah, yeah. at this point yeah yeah exactly but what are you listening to right exactly now? that's why like i i want to see that i want to see like dark rain um 
Secret Invasion will be interesting because of how scrolls are per- portrayed through uh, Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. But I guess, yeah, it'd be Shadowlands, House of M. But to be honest with you, I'd love another crack at Civil War. Civil War. Dang, Shadowlands is a deep cut, too. I feel like not enough people pay respect to that. That was fantastic. It was a cool arc. This is of the controversial things that MCU fans have. The fact that we're getting um, the Netflix properties kind of, I don't want to say shoehorned, but but merged into the MCU now. Right. Kind of leaves that on the table as a possibility. Right. Because they were sort of, they were doing a lot with the hand before uh, the Netflix stuff shut down. How do you feel about Iron Fist? Because I feel like this is the biggest, like, everybody is so, so against Iron Fist. Um, But you're, Krim, you're a relatively positive guy. You have a lot of good things to say about the MCU. Iron Fist is the most painful experience that I've actually oh, okay. had to sit through. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Dude, I, he's about I, to come out here and be like, I'm oh, an okay. apologist, yeah, man. Know, like, maybe it wasn't that bad. No, it is that bad. It, okay, the, the best part of Iron Fist was the last three minutes of season two. And and it's like, so if you're telling me I sat through two seasons over numerous hours to get three minutes of, I guess, some passable stuff. Right. That's terrible. Not Remake right it. Relaunch it. I like recast Danny Rand to like, you know, do all of that just completely undo. Or if you if you're going to keep Finn or whoever the actor is, please just redo everything story wise, because I want the immortal weapons arc. Matt Fraction wrote that. Yeah. And that's oh, one my of gosh, the yeah. coolest things. Uh, Matt Fraction is being one of my favorite comic book writers between him and Jonathan Hickman for a quite chunk of time when they were on Marvel. Uh, and, and so like. I think that, yeah, like it would be amazing to see uh, like, you know, that (laughs) that that character recast because Iron Fist has a lot of cool stuff. It has a lot of cool stuff. And again, being able to go and explore Kun Lun, like how is it that we have never got like through that whole show? What did we see from Kun Lun? Like nothing. Pretty much second of like the outside gate. And that was yeah, like nothing. So pretty much That's nothing, rough. nothing relevant, nothing mattered. I don't think that anything actually happened in that show other than I like Danny Rand saying he was like, you know, I'm Danny Rand, the sworn enemy of the hand. You know, like I am the yeah. Iron Fist. He just says that whole like spiel over like two seasons and that's it. It was such a bad show. Luke Cage season one was fine. I like who they chose to play Luke Cage. So I'd love to see um, Michael Coulter back. Um, and I absolutely loved season one of Jessica Jones. So to see Jessica Jones come back, uh, you know, Kristen Ritter, please, whatever that last bit of Trish and in the final seasons of, of Jessica Jones, we can just undo that. I'm, I'm willing to control Z that. Um, and then that second it, season was rough. It, it was painful. <laughs> and, and the Defenders, yeah. it never happened because yeah. it actually never did. The first what is it, an eight episode show and the first six episodes are them trying to get together. And there was like it wasn't even good. No chemistry. Yeah, yeah zero chemistry. It was poorly written. Uh, but you know what I do? I am the most excited for, and it is Frank Castle and Daredevil. Those two are the biggest things that I'm excited for. And t- like an 18 episode season of Daredevil has me hyped because the biggest issue I've had with Marvel is these random six minute or six episode series. It just feels like, example, Falcon and Winter Soldier, what is that? What is it's that? It's so fast. It's, yeah. it's crammed. It's It feels like it's three stories crammed together. The reveal at the end was irrelevant because it just felt like there was no buildup for it to matter. Um, 
And and yeah, like Loki gets away for being just so cool and exploring new territories. But like, I'm not gonna lie to you, it could have been longer. It could. It been is like it's it, it's like six to eight episodes, and then they say it's gonna be sixty minutes, and it's always like. 35, 40 minutes, and then 20 minutes of credits. And I'm like, what are you doing with this Marvel? You have you own the streaming service. Like, make them longer. Yeah, just extend oh, it's it. So rough. Like Moon Knight was amazing, but I cannot deny that how rushed it was. Like, there's so much that was rushed there. It just feels like there's the whole development arc missed. It's just like, here's the dilemma that, you know, Mark Spector has, and then we're already at the end. And do the like like Stranger Things has proven that like we're okay waiting for a good product, right? Like if we have to get six episodes now and six episodes in a couple months, like we're willing to wait for that as long as you deliver good properties for those, you know, whatever span of time. Gosh, now I'm on my soapbox again. <laughs> Dude, but it's fair though, because like these are all like real criticisms for Marvel and like I don't understand why they continue to stick to this six episode business. Now, I will admit the Netflix shows, some of them overstayed their welcome. Like, did Daredevil season two have to be 13 to like 14 episodes? No, it could have. That's one of the shows that could have been like nine to eight, eight to nine episodes. And I'd have been fine. I think that's the sweet spot, right? Like 10 episodes is pretty good as long as you keep them, you know, well written and and actually deliver something that. Again, like you talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they had so much that they were trying to do in such a short amount of time. I think that could have been like two seasons. I think they tried to do too much too quickly. Yeah. Um, man, for sure. They I, cram those three arcs and it cheapens each one, right? Where and be and without playing it out, you lose out on power like sweet scenes like Daredevils. Uh, I recently retweeted a scene. Um, it was the Frank Castle and you know Matt Murdock scene on top of the rooftop, right? You know, uh, Frank's oh, yeah, captured. Yeah. You know, and you know they do the the moral like back and forth, right? Like you know, Frank, what happens when you decide when you be like this you're is the why person, I kill right? and yeah, 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 like that. Those kind of scenes can only happen when you let the story play out. The impact of those moments are when you let the story play out, and it's not forced and crammed and like you know like super has to be up. earned. Yeah, yeah. And you and like the thing is, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier could have had many more of those moments, but it was cheapened by a six episode like season or seven episodes. I'm with you, man. I I got to start to nip this in on the butt a little bit because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a kindred spirit here where you and I could talk Marvel for six hours and then just, easily. Yeah, I, I will never see my family again. Your dogs will hate me. Yeah, but I do want to get get us wrapped up here, but I. As a diehard Marvel fan and probably one of the most prominent voices in the magic community right now, the big thing on everybody's mind, especially in magic, is like universes beyond, secret layer, all this other stuff. So if you were to take these two loves that you have, right, Magic the Gathering and the MCU or Marvel Comics, you know, let's go beyond just what they have in the MCU. If you were in charge of, I don't want to say a full set because we don't have seven or eight hours more <laughs> to talk about this, but say you get a five to six card secret layer drop. What would you do with that? So the last time I did anything Marvel and magic related, the internet yelled at me because they're like, get this out of our game. Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to see Spider-Man yet. And so, you know what? Cry about it more because I love this. And I love am, that. I am here to see, uh, I, I would love personally. I, I think Captain America, I mentioned this, there's just no way you don't have Captain America not be a 
Promica the wall. Because okay, yeah. it's a it's a giant shield, right? It's got a big butt. That's America's ass. So it's red, white, and blue. Yeah, it's yeah. red, white, blue. That's America's ass, right? That's like fantastic. that's that's perfect right there. And then you just get, you give me a Nico Bolas, but instead of Bolas on it, you give me Thanos. You put Thanos on there, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and more importantly, I want something with Doctor Strange, right? So I think like Nexus of Fate, as much as I hate the card, you slap like like Doctor mm, Strange okay. on that, I'm sold. Yeah. And then let me see, what are what are some other what are some other good like so if I were to put like Deadpool I'd love to put it on like a uncard or something. No, I'd put him on like just like I guess an uncard would make sense. Yeah. But like I, I we need something that's like got regeneration. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's got to be like Thrun the rest last troll feels the closest, but that's kind of like it's got to be it's got to be Rakdos, right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so, right? And and like. Well, Doctor Strange, I don't know if he would be Teamer. I think he'd probably be like Grix, like Blue Red, at least, right? Like he's somewhere blue, blue red. Uh, Captain America is already Jeskai. Bolas is Grixis, so that's that makes sense. Um, and you know what? Wanda Maximoff could totally just be put on a Liliana card. Yeah, absolutely. Right, like that feels well, like a one for one. That's like a one for one. I feel like that's pretty easy. Um, and then I I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's a good. You know, I got to think about the green players. I don't quite often think about eh, green magic. We don't have to. That's fine. So, so you know what? But we'll, we'll, we'll give you a Hulk, all right? A Hulk. You could choose. Gargaros would be a good one, I guess, or, or something, like, unless there's something more fight-eccentric. But oftentimes, I think of Gargaros as just fist-fighting everybody because that's how he always plays. What about, like, um, like, a, like a Grothma or something like that? Grothma? What's the, what's the one from the Battle Bond? Where you fight it, and if you kill it, you get all the cards or whatever. Oh, Obama? I don't. What, what is that name of that card? The I don't slug, even. The big slug guy with the teeth. I do not <laughs> remember the name of that card, but you know what? <laughs> also, also give me a Lockjaw. Give me a Lockjaw. Oh, uh, heck yeah. You, to be honest with you, there's so many secret layers you could do. You could do a Heroes. You could do a Villains. And then you could do the Marvel Pets, right? We're talking like Lockjaw, Cosmo. Uh, you could just have all of that. Make it a super drop, yeah. Right, yeah, literally a super drop, though. It would be Dang, a super drop, and it's not that far off from like think about it. Like universes beyond, Hasbro makes Marvel toys. Why wouldn't Hasbro try to get in the bit, like get a little bit of a Marvel, you know, and then have it team up with Wizards, and then boom, we get closer and closer. We got Fortnite, something that I joked about years ago. We have Fortnite and 40k. Like at yeah. this point, anything is fine, right? Like and. If, if no one's going to be like, it, there's no way anyone's going to complain about Marvel if we've got Fortnite. And I think, too, we, we've talked you've talked about it at length and obviously the Internet has had their fair share of it. But like at this point, even regular magic cards don't look like magic cards anymore. So, like, what are you fighting for at this point? You know, seriously, just give us let us do what we want. Let us nerds have our fun. Give us a universes beyond. I, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, though. But you know what? I'm hyped for the fact that there is something like that. Right. A Lord of the Rings set coming out. So this this is where my fingers are crossed that we're getting a Marvel set. Oh, my gosh. We could hope. Well, Krim, that has been fantastic. I you know what? I am going to call up. Gavin and Morrow and all these other people. And I'm going to get you on the team right now. Um, 
with my I I have not been on Twitter in a long time. I think you, I have you're like gonna 80. see a sharp decline in good green cards. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's just gonna be green's gonna have like one one bears for the next like twenty yeah. years. Why is why are Esper and Grixis getting so much love? Why are there twenty charms in Esper right now? <laughs> there's Esper um, Charm, Esper Charm Two. I'm not even gonna get creative you know, about naming them. I'm just gonna. <laughs> It's just, and it's T-O-O at the end, like the yeah. horrible naming conventions. Jeez Louise, I love that. Um, man, it's been fantastic. We got to have you on again. Um, you know, obviously, like, there's the list. We got to rotate back around. Skip Seth. We'll get Phil, Richard, uh, Baby Richard. Yeah, Baby and then, you Richard. Know, back up to Toner. Yeah. Um, but, man, this has been a blast. And we'll, yeah. n- next time, I can't make any promises because the uh, the rest of the guys, they're just, just gotta get they're the not as Marvel committed. release. The next Marvel right. release. Dang, dude. Yeah. Well, let's have you on. I'm not going to schedule anything because I, I know you're a very busy guy. And at this point, like preview season is every day for every set. Always like you right. guys don't get a break. Uh, but if you're free around Wakanda forever or, you know, actually Quantum Mania. We'll Wakanda lock you forever. She Hulk. Quantum Mania. Yeah. Dude, I, I like with how many Marvel things are coming out, I'd be special guesting every other week. But you know what? At the same time, I don't mind. I love talking Marvel. Oh, we'll just lock you in. And, and if it means like we get a get a special guest appearance from your dog. I'm not as always. Dor- Dormu has been sitting in here the whole time. He has come to bargain. I I don't know if my Corgi's defective. I don't know <laughs> if she could hold still long enough for me to like. 10 minutes into this podcast and she would have been trying to eat my microphone. So um, I don't know what you give your dogs, but I need I need to get some of your dog food, whatever's in there. He's just chilling. Um, this dude is like overly attached to me. So I love that. I, I wish my dog would chill. She is a <laughs> ball of energy. Um, Krim, it has been absolutely fantastic, man. I, I just want to give you me. another chance to, to just shout out your stuff. We're big fans of yours. Um, if our community has not already heard of you, um, what are the big places to find you? I know you said it once at the top, but just for anyone who didn't catch it the first time. For sure. You can find me again, twitch.tv slash the Asian Avenger, uh, social media, just the Asian Avenger everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and then of course my personal YouTube channel, Krim Nguyen, C-R-I-M-N-G-U-Y-E-N, uh, where I have a bunch of content coming down the pipeline, whether it's comic book related, anime related, skits maybe all of the above uh i'm really doing a big content push once i get all the scripts written so uh yeah go check them out guys um all of the folks over at mtg goldfish we we really do appreciate them except Um, obviously (laughs) yeah except tomer dang and we were so close man he he was on the podcast we were getting it locked in and then just had to go and had to go marvel stab us in the back yeah i don't get it man um And you, the Infinity Bros listeners, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day. We love you 3,000. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.